A little black ant struggles to free itself from between Zach Lieberman's thumb and index finger. He found it next to a cement ledge in central London. These little ants in the genus Lazius, you'll find them anywhere that you go in London. They're very adaptable. I mean, they're everywhere in the city. That's Liam Erickson. He and Lieberman are part of a three-man team from California now touring Europe to look at ants. Hey, can you grab me that one? He's still on your hand. But these guys aren't here to collect ants on the streets. They've come to explore what's behind us, London's famed Natural History Museum, and its vast collection of ant specimens from all over the world. Zach Lieberman steps into one of the massive climate-controlled collection rooms at the museum. For an entomology nerd, it's an honor to be able to work with a collection like this. It's heaven. Just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of specimens. Lieberman pulls out one of the 600 drawers filled with ants, each one pinned and labeled. Oh yeah, Dinoponera, the largest ants in the world. They're from South America and can grow one and a half inches long. But there are equally amazing, or in my opinion, usually more interesting ones that are a millimeter long. Sometimes there's ants that you literally can't see them, and then you get them under the microscope and it just opens up this whole world. That's where a lot of the really hidden beauty is. And that's why this team of young entomologists is here, to reveal and document that hidden beauty using a special kind of camera. The third member of the team, Ryan Perry, places a caramel-colored ant specimen under a microscope. He swivels a knob and brings the head of the ant into view on his computer screen. He's about to take a high-resolution photograph. The trouble is, only the front of the head, where the antennae are, is in focus. The back of the head is blurry. So he takes a series of photographs, front to back, changing the focus slightly with each image. He then uses a computer program to stitch the photos together. The result is a single image where every part of the ant is in sharp focus and can be enlarged on the screen. We're basically taking an ant, a tiny little ant, and making it the size of a house cat. Perry points to his screen where the ant head's just been rendered. There was the mandible, the hairs around the, the face, the, the antenna, the antennal sockets, the eyes. All these are very important for ID purposes. So it's really important that we get each one of these little hairs to actually show up in focus. For each species of ant, Perry takes at least three high-res photos, the headshot, a side shot, and one from above. His team then sends the images back to the California Academy of Sciences. It posts them on a website called AntWeb. The goal is to document every ant species on Earth. One reason for the online project is that many of these museum specimens are fragile, and physical collections degrade over time. Digital photographs are more durable and reduce the need to transport and handle specimens. Images can also tell you a lot about an ant's behavior and biology. Zach Lieberman. By looking at the way their bodies are shaped, you can sort of guess. You know, if they've got a particularly long trap jaw mandibles, they're probably ambush predators. And if they're slender and don't have any eyes, they're probably adapted to living underground. In addition, the project's organizers say what they're doing is democratizing access to ant specimens. Researchers and lay citizens, regardless of how close they live to a natural history museum, will now have a means of entering the great ant collections of the world. But taking pictures of all these ants is time-consuming. 
The trio in London has photographed more than 2,500 specimens already and still has over a thousand to go. The team works long days and often comes in over the weekend. Perry and Lieberman say their main survival strategy is caffeine. I've drank more tea, I think, since I've been here than I have in my entire life. <laughs> no, I'm a diehard coffee fan. We, we make it strong and we make it plentiful. And it looks like they'll be needing more caffeine. The Americans first came to London in May, expecting to be done by September. But there are a lot more ants here than they anticipated, so the time in London has been extended. The team will then head to Genoa and Geneva and possibly Germany and Russia. That'll take about a year, at which time they'll regroup, check their finances, and plan their next trip, probably to Brazil and Australia. For Nova and the World, I'm Ari Daniel Shapiro, London.